Hi friends, it is September 14th. I am Nessa Kay, a Washington DC wedding photographer. I'm having some strawberry LaCroix. Technically this is Waterloo. I call it all sparkling water LaCroix at this point. Today, I am so excited to be talking to you guys. First of all, the audio quality is as good as it's gonna get. I know <laughs> I've had very questionable audio quality on this podcast just because I don't know what I'm doing. And I turned off my fan. I have a little cat that wags its tail. She stopped wagging her tails. So there's not like a clicking time clock happening in the background. I just really wanted to get comfortable and have a talk with you because today I wanted to talk a little bit about working through anxiety and working with depression. And normally I'm down to talk about my feelings and I think you know that by now, but we are not just going to be talking like ooey gooey feelings today. Today I'm going to be talking about the structures that I have put in place so that anxiety and depression don't take down my entire business because they have the ability to do that. The first year that I started shooting weddings full-time was in 2009 and I also started having anxiety in a big way again and it led to like a month of agoraphobia where I literally wasn't able to leave the house like I went grocery shopping but there was um at least at least one time that I remember where I just like abandoned my cart and I was like nope <laughs> I just had to leave and go back and sit in my apartment and cry I still managed to shoot 25 weddings my first year and I made it through everything there was a lot of me trying to reschedule engagement sessions from really far out being like you know future Nessa will take care of this <laughs> that's fine <laughs> <laughs> so there was a lot of that my first year. I have dealt with anxiety and depression off and on throughout having a business. And I try to be really transparent about that in Patreon videos because I know it's something that I am not alone with. A lot of my friends, a lot of artists, to be honest, deal with anxiety and depression in different amounts at different times in their lives and in their careers. I think it's worth talking about, if nothing else, just because there are things that you can do that will keep you from going under. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. So the reality is, for me, when I have anxiety and depression, I get really avoidy. I don't want to answer emails. I avoid responding to friends' text messages. I haven't been responding to comments. There are things that I should be doing for my business that I'm not doing. And it doesn't make me feel better to not do those things. Like if I were to make a list of like pros and cons and like what's gonna make me feel better? It legitimately doesn't make me feel better. It looms over my head that I have these things that I should be doing. So I've really had to put systems in place to make sure that I am scheduling time for me to have downtime and scheduling time for me to do things. And even when I don't feel like doing anything, like nothing, there are still things that I do every single day. I've been reading through Atomic Habits and I wanted to talk about some of the things that I have implemented that have worked and why they work. And one of those things is habit stacking. Habit stacking is the idea that you have a habit and then you just add on to it. So you have like a set trigger that triggers the next thing. And it's not things like uh, making coffee for me because I don't necessarily make coffee every morning. It's like a fun morning routine, but it's not like a ritual. Like I don't habitually do it. There are only a couple of things that I do habitually. I always reach for my, I have a separate iPhone phone, like an old broken iPhone SE that I only keep audiobooks and Netflix on. And it's like my bed phone. There's a meditation app on it. So whenever I wake up in the morning, I always am guaranteed to reach for this bed phone that has very limited apps on it. And I usually end up watching Netflix. So whenever I am about to get out of bed, because uh, one habit that I have is I always get out of bed at some point in the morning is I do a meditation before I get out of bed. As soon as I get out of bed, my dog has to be fed. <laughs> whenever I go to feed my dog, I 
turn on the hot water and I start boiling water for tea. So I make a cup of tea and then I come and I sit down while I'm drinking my tea because I always drink my tea once it's made. I sit down and I journal. The trigger for the next thing is when I put my journal under my desk, I go and get my toothbrush. So I get my toothbrush, I come back into my office where I have an exercise bike and I work out for three minutes and then I brush my teeth for the last two minutes. So I'm only on the exercise bike for five minutes, but I'm at least being physical. And then I've got a mouthful of like toothpaste. <laughs> so I have to get off the bike. I go to the bathroom. I can do all the stuff that I need to get done in the morning. But those are habits that I definitely will have to do because there's like um, a cascading effect. So if I get up in the morning and Sam feeds the dog, then I'm going to be a little bit thrown off my rhythm. But that, <laughs> that typically isn't the case. So that is habit stacking, but it does have to be a legitimate habit for you to be able to build on it. That is one thing that I've been doing that sort of starts off my day. Really nice thing about doing journaling in the morning is it gets all of my like thoughts and anxieties out of my head. And I also have a piece of paper where if I'm like, oh, I need to get this done today, I can write it out then and just get it out of my brain. But it has been so nice to get a bunch of thoughts out of my head, to get a meditation done and to do a little bit of exercising first thing in the morning. Because if nothing else, I think that the thing about depression is that it makes you feel kind of hopeless. And it's really hard for you to feel hopeless when you have done something. Like it's not a big something. I wrote a, you know, a journal entry that isn't going to bring in any money. And I exercised for five minutes, which isn't going to get me prepped for any marathons. But I did manage to brush my teeth. I managed to make myself tea, which is an act of self-compassion that I do is making a nice cup of tea for myself. And all of those things are setting me up for having a really good morning. And they're all based on habits that I already do. And I think it's really important that the habit isn't when I'm done writing in my journal, then I go get my toothbrush. The trigger for me is when I put my journal back under my desk, then I go grab my toothbrush. That is the trigger, not after I get done writing in my journal. And same thing with the exercise bike. It's not after I exercise, then I go get ready for my day. It's I have a mouthful of toothpaste. <laughs> so I am forced to get off the exercise bike. And while I'm in the bathroom, I just go ahead and, and get ready for the day. So that's one thing that I wanted to kind of talk about because the idea of identifying what my actual habits are was actually kind of hard because I was like, oh, I do this. I like to say that I have tea every day, but there are some days where I skip tea. There are some days where I skip breakfast and the things that I habitually do without fail were a little bit harder for me to identify. Like I always wake up in the morning and then I always go to bed at night. So I have these two things that help to anchor my day. But then the rest of it is just a bunch of like existential oatmeal mush of me checking Instagram stories and letting my dog out and like eating a bunch of crap. <laughs> So I've been trying to figure out how I was going to anchor things. And I realized that I kind of already have them because I'm using focus mates. And I know that I talk about this. I should get sponsored by them, but it's honestly, it's like $5 a month. Like they would give me nothing, even if they were a sponsor. But I use focusmate.com to set up accountability meetings where six times a day, I have 50 minute sessions where I'm just sitting in front of another person we're working. I'm actually doing one right now. And she's being very patient because I imagine I'm just flailing my arms around a lot because I'm a very, I'm a very um, handsy, no. <laughs> That's not what you call people that gesticulate a lot, is it? I don't know. Uh <laughs> so another thing that I've been implementing is not waiting until it's time for me to start working to make sure that I'm going to be working. Whenever the urge strikes, like I wanna get stuff done on Monday. In that moment that I'm feeling it, no matter what time it is, I will go ahead and schedule out all my focus meet meetings for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But I don't wait until I want to do the thing before I do the thing. I'm really trying to make sure that I have systems in place that will allow me to do things because the thing about successful people, as I understand it, 
I'm like, I'm like, hearsay. Listen up, guys. This is what I hear about successful people. <laughs> Rumor has it. You hear? Extra, extra. Successful people don't spend each day reinventing the systems that they use to get things done. They kind of have plans in place and they just follow through. And that is an incredible fallback for me when I'm depressed because so much of my existential, I don't know what to do in the day kind of crap can be solved by just following the systems that I've already put in place. That's why I'm such a big checklist person because if I ever don't know what to do, I have a checklist that I can reference. I have a separate task manager for illustration and for photography. I've broken down everything that goes in my photography task manager, like all of the different milestones that I hit with different clients on a Patreon post and I would be lost without it. Here is where I have to admit that I love structure and I love putting new systems in place and that is something that I've learned is just a form of my own procrastination and I kind of knew that about myself and didn't want to admit it but I heard a quote that I have to share with you because I thought it was amazing. Make a plan for the starting line and not the finish line. I'm really big into wanting to create a giant stratagem. Like say, okay, so recently I've been mocking up stickers to go in my Etsy shop, but I was like, oh, I don't wanna start doing Etsy stickers right now because I, I need to have like at least three before I launch and I wanna make sure that I, you know, order a bunch of paper. Like I want to create the entire system before I get it out there. And the reality is like, I'm not, I'm not a high volume Etsy seller. Like if I run out of sticker paper, it would probably be fine for a couple of days until I order more. But one of the things that I do to procrastinate is I put systems in place. So I really, really like this phrase and I'm just gonna say it again. Make a plan for the starting line and not the finish line. It's from Atomic Habits. And I was just like, oh, yep, that's, that's, that's what I need. When I started looking at the things that I needed to implement in my day to get the day started, it was not like I'm going to, you know, check my checklist first thing in the morning. I'm going to plan to zero my inbox at 7 a.m. every single day. Like my plans were, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I have a restful mind before I get out of bed with a little bit of meditation. I'm going to make sure that at some point in the morning, I am finding time to brush my teeth and I'm going to try to be a little bit physical and do something nice to myself in the morning. And that has been an amazing jump start for me. I'm just gonna say I'm already having a really nice productive day and I woke up at 3 a.m. and it sucked. <laughs> like my body just hates me right now. Anxiety and depression, yay. <laughs> but my body woke me at 3 a.m. and they were like, hey, what are you gonna do in five years? I'm like, oh no, like let, let's not, can we just not? So I am so really tired, but I did all of the things that I was supposed to do. I realized I am going to have to get out of bed at some point. So I did, I did my 10 minute meditation. I got out of bed. I went and made a pot of water for myself, made some tea, journaled, exercised by brushed my teeth. And it felt like a really nice reset for me. I got something back by doing those things. There is something so basic and essential and necessary necessary about just feeling like you're taking care of yourself a little bit when you're depressed and it's really really hard so I'm not asking myself to do a lot of stuff when I wake up I'm like hey why don't you make yourself some tea and uh you know like get a little bit physical not too hard uh, and you know, brush your teeth. Like I'm being really, really kind to myself with the habit triggers that I've made in the morning, but I have been feeling so much better as a result. And I know I've talked about this before, how, how so much of my worth is tied in with productivity. And I have been mulling that over in my head for weeks now. I've just been thinking about it. Like why? Why? Why do I feel so much worse when I'm not productive? And it's not because of hustle culture per se. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think so much of it comes from the fact that 
Like I'm an artist, we are artists, and so much of what we do with expression is getting it out in the art that we're making. And by not having the energy or the resources or the time to express ourselves with art, we're stifling our emotions a little bit. Maybe not 100%, like maybe some of it is legitimately just, you know, like feeling overwhelmed about emails. But I would say a big part of me not being productive is just I'm not putting out the work that I want to be doing. And when I say work, I mean I have messages in my head that I really need to get out because it is the fuel that drives me as an artist. And I've been trying to be more compassionate with myself and the fact that even though I'm feeling really, really down and I'm having to trick myself into making tea, exercising, and brushing my teeth in the morning, part of it is just because I love art and I love what I do and I want to be able to do it and not being able to do it is just hard and I'm trying to be nicer to myself about it. I have chosen almost zero hobbies in my life that didn't lead to me creating something, whether it's writing because I often turn journal entries into things like newsletters or right now I literally have my journal open because I've been writing about depression and different ways that I've been trying to mitigate that so I can share it with you. To illustration, it started off as just being like a fun thing that I wanted to do and now I have an Etsy shop and I'm doing commissions which has been really nice. I'm so glad to be doing commissions again. I'm trying to be nice to myself when I'm not able to work and I'm trying to be nice to myself about wanting to work. So I really hope this was helpful. I appreciate you guys to the moon and back for listening to me just talk about anxiety and depression. If you want to read more about habit stacking, you can check out Atomic Habits. I also recommend focusmade.com. Was using an app called Streaks that my friend Kyle told me about. My friend Kyle is amazing. She's this boss lady. She's the CEO of her own company that she's been building that she moved from another country to America. And she's just an incredible person. So she told me about streaks and I'm like, oh, I really need a person. <laughs> like I really need a person to check in with me. Cause if it's just an app then I'm like, that's just me. That's just me in a computer. <laughs> I'm not going to do things for a computer. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm really excited for this month on Patreon. I have a new video coming out on composition. It's a follow-up to a previous composition video, but I have some tips that I really wanted to talk about more in depth because they are integral to the way that I shoot. And I'm really excited to share that with you. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you are having a good day and I look forward to talking with you soon. Bye.